Heavenly Father, we thank you for today's reading. We ask your presence, Lord, in Jesus' name, as we pray today, August 21st, the reading of today, Lord. Thank you for giving us inspiration. Amen. Thank you for your promises, Lord, and your word. And we say yes and amen, amen to all your promises. Amen. So today we're prospering with your word as we read Job, Lord. Open our eyes, our ears, and help us to listen and hear the honor of the matter pertaining to us today, Lord. We ask for the honor that we may discover it and receive it in our hearts. In Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Amen, Lord. Thank you. We're reading today Job chapter 1, verse 1 to three twenty-six. 26. It says, There once was a man named Job who lived in the land of Uz. He was blameless, a man of complete integrity. He feared God and stayed away from evil. He had seven sons and three daughters. He owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 teams of oxen, and 500 male donkeys. <clears throat> he also had many servants. He was, in fact, the richest person in that entire area. Job's son would take turns preparing feasts in their homes, and they would also invite their three sisters to celebrate with them. When these celebrations ended, sometimes after several days, Job would purify his children. He would get up early in the morning and offer a burnt offering for each of them. For Job said to himself, Perhaps my children would have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. This was Job's regular practice. One day the members of the heavenly court came to present themselves before the Lord, and the accuser of Satan came with them. Where have you come from? the Lord asked Satan. Satan answered the Lord, I have been patrolling the earth, watching every, everything that's going on. Then the Lord asked Satan, Have you noticed my servant Job? He's the finest man in all the earth. He's blameless and a man of complete integrity. He fears God and stays away from evil. Satan replied to the Lord, Yes, but Job has a good reason to fear God. You have always put a wall of protection around him and his home and his property. You have made him prosper in everything he does. Look how rich he is. But reach out and take away everything he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. All right, you may test him, the Lord said to Satan. Do whatever you want with everything he possesses, but don't harm him physically. So Satan left the Lord's presence. One day, when Job's sons and daughters were feasting at the oldest brother's house, a messenger arrived at Job's home with this news. Your oxen were plowing with the donkeys, feeding beside them when the Sabins raided us. They stole all the animals and killed all the farmhands. I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger arrived with this news. The fire of God has fallen from heaven and burned up your sheep and all the sheep herd, herd, shepherds. I'm the only one who escaped to tell you.
While he was still speaking, a third messenger arrived. With this news, three bands of Chaladin raiders have stolen your camels and killed your servants. I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger arrived with this news. Your sons and daughters were feasting in their oldest brother's homes. Suddenly a powerful wind swept in the wilderness and hit the house on all the sides. The house collapsed and all your children are dead. I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. Job stood up and tore his robe in grief. Then he shaved his head and fell to the ground to worship. He said, I came naked from my mother's womb, and I'll be naked when I leave. The Lord gave me what I had, and the Lord has taken it away. Praise the name of the Lord. In all of this, Job did not sin by blaming God. One day the members of the heavenly court came again to present themselves before the Lord and the accuser Satan. And the accuser Satan came with them. Where have you come from? The Lord asked Satan. Satan answered the Lord, I have been patrolling the earth, watching everything that's going on. Then the Lord asked Satan, Have you noticed my servant Job? He is the finest man on the earth. He is blameless, a man of complete integrity. He fears God and stays away from evil. And he's maintained his integrity even though you urge me to harm him without cause. Satan replied to the Lord, Skin for skin, a man will give up everything he has to save his life, but reach out and take away his health, and he will surely curse you to your face. All right, do with him as you please, the Lord said to Satan, but spare his life. So Satan left the, left the Lord's presence, and he struck Job with terrible boils from his head to foot. Job scraped his skin with a piece of broken pottery as he sat among the ashes. His wife said to him, Are you still trying to maintain your integrity? Curse God and die. But Job replied, You talk like a foolish woman. Should we accept only good things from the hand of God and never anything bad? So in all this, Job said nothing wrong. When three of Job's friends heard of the tragedy he had suffered, they got together and traveled from their homes to comfort and console him. Their, name were, their names were Eliphaz, the Temanite, Bildad, the Shuite, and Zophar, the Namathite. When they saw Job from a distance, they scarcely recognized him. Wailing loudly, they tore their robes and threw dust into the air over their heads to show their grief. Then they sat on the ground with him for seven days and nights. No one said a word to Job, for they saw that his suffering was too great for words. At last Job spoke, and he cursed the day of his birth. He said, Let the day of my birth be erased, and the night I was conceived. Let that day be turned into darkness. Let it be lost even to God on high, and let no limit light shine on it. Let the darkness and the utter gloom claim that day for its own. Let a black cloud overshadow it, and let the darkness terrify it. Let that night be blotted off the calendar, never again to be counted among the days of the year, never again to appear among the last, or never again to appear among the months. Let that night be childless, let it have no joy. Let those who are experts at cursing, whose cursing could rouse Leviathan, 
curse that day. Let its morning stars remain dark. Let it hope for light, but in vain. May it never see the morning light. Cursed that day for failing to shut my mother's womb. For letting me be born to see all this trouble. Why wasn't I born dead? Why, was, why didn't I die as I came from the womb? Why was I laid on my mother's lap? Why did she nurse me at her breast? Had I died at birth, I would now be at peace. I would be asleep and at rest. I would rest with the world's kings and prime ministers, whose great blessings now lie in ruins. I would rest with princes rich in gold, whose palaces were filled with silver. Why wasn't I buried like a stillborn child, like a baby who never lives to see the light? For in the death the wicked cause no trouble. For in death the wicked cause no trouble, and the weary are at rest. Even the captives are at ease in death, with no guards to curse them. Rich and poor are both there, and the slave is free from its ma his master. Oh, why give light to those in misery, and life to those who are bitter? They long for death, and it won't come. They search for death more eagerly than the hidden treasure. They fill with joy when the end when they finally die, and rejoice when they find the grave. Why is life given to those with no future, those God has surrounded with difficulties? I cannot eat for sighing. My groans pour out like water. What I always feared has happened to me. What I always feared has happened to me. What I dreaded has come true. I have no peace, no quietness. I have no rest. Only trouble comes. <clears throat> wow, I read that too pretty quick. Yeah, there's a lot of things in there. Well, one of the things that stands out right now is uh, Satan answered, I have been patrolling the earth, watching right. everything that's going on. Uh-huh. So when temptation comes to maintain our integrity is to speak the scriptures and say nothing wrong. Job chapter 10, uh -huh. I mean verse 10, to mm -hmm. say nothing wrong, uh, you know, when we, we get into a corner, you know, and uh, and you're forced to lash out with, uh, I know you haven't done this, <laughs> lash out with anger or lash out with resentment or, or you're, you're being injustice or, you know, you're, you're trying to maintain your... You go overboard on your righteous indignation, and it goes, it spills over to, uh, you know, not being scriptural. Okay, I don't know if you're following me, but Satan comes to to try us, mm. and we must maintain our integrity. Some people say, take as many seconds as you are old to respond. You know, in the habit of of, of pausing. And thinking how you're going to respond, so you want to maintain your integrity. So it's easy to say right now, but um, the, the other thing I have right here is it's amazing how uh, humanity uh, right away it says and it, it is so obvious too that that hurts and pains and so forth is we always go to God. Why God? Why yes. you know? I mean, we slept so well last night. The, the, the beauty of sleep, the beauty of the, the design of this world, getting our energy, getting our hope, our joy. 
back again is a miracle. You know how you wake up feeling so good in the morning and so thankful yeah. and grateful to God. Amen. So joyful that He has given us His mercies are new every morning. morning. You know, we're not dreading the future. We're not guilty of the past. You know, we have promises of our Father and He's with us right now. We have words to study. He's given us a whole 67 books or whatever. Uh, So that's all I have to say for right now. Yeah, I really, uh, this is the, I've heard, uh, I've read it today, it says in number six, uh, one day the members of the heavenly court came together or came to present themselves before the Lord and the accuser. And it mentions it again later in the chapter about they, they came together again the second time. So this is where we talk about the courts of heaven. Mm-hmm. That it, Satan comes to accuse you of things. So we have to be... To ask, remember we heard that guy Robert Henderson the other day talk about the courts of heaven mm-hmm. and so the enemy is going to come to accuse us come to accuse you know let's take you and I for example look at God they're not trusting you they did this they did that they got this credit card da 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 and they're, he's constantly accusing us so we we got to go we can go to the courtroom of heaven and plead our case and repent and we can declare and and just continue to look to God as our source, that's a good indicator. There are courts in heaven, and Satan is the accuser of the brethren. And the way that we should listen to that again, the long one that we listen to Isabel, I mean, really sit down and listen to how how to go about doing it. But not just for us, but for others to intercede on their behalf for the hard cases, for, the, for even the Randy that needs intercession doesn't know how to get to the courtroom of heaven, you know. Um, so that it, that was that's amazing. There is a court in heaven, and there is an accuser, you know, a prosecutor as they call him, um, to prosecute us. Okay, that was awesome. And then, um, well, remember that Jesus is also our, our advocate. He, you know, and it's a done deal, but yeah. we just we have to remind Satan to back off mm-hmm. when he comes and tries us. Uh, how are we going to react? Are we going to react with our benefits? Right. Are we going to, you know, like a, are we going to say, hey, there's no other just God, right? A just God and yeah. a Savior, right? I look to Him, right. and I'm saved from all my difficulties. All the ends of the earth, where you know, he's got, there's no other. That's a real good point because, you know, as it said here, well, right, right, God, you know, everything is going well for him. You prosper him, he's got everything he needs. Of course he's not going to, you know, he hasn't seen any trouble. But when he sees trouble, God, and he loses everything, and including his health, he's going to curse you, right? So you got to use... The wisdom of so God. What's, what's, what's the category of curse? Why, why would a person curse God get to that point? Because for once, that's his father. He thinks the father is doing it. Right. Um, the other thing is he's going through uh, hunger, pain, sickness, uh, vexing his soul, you know, uh, not finding an answer. So I'm getting to the word as discouraged, horrible, you know, so... 
uninspired, whatever, and those are the the, the, the things that the discouragement is it was starts off the thing. That's why we don't want to say that there's no big deals. God is in control. Surrender. Through surrender, there's mercy in the air you can tap into. So, anyway, that's that. Our reaction to the trial is what's gonna is important. You know, you go back to the Word of God. The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. Yea, though I go through the uh, valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, because the Lord is with me. His rod and his staff they comfort me. Right. Amen. I noticed that he kind of kept a good, um, he was, you know, he kept his integrity until he got the health problem. And then he started going out, why was I born? Why couldn't my, I mean, he really went into a discouraging phase of his life. It's amazing how, um, yeah, that's right. And he said, and then 25, he says, what I always feared has happened to me. That's why... Fear is a killer. Fear okay. is a liar. I want you to, uh, in the light of being born again, and Jesus has conquered everything, let's go ahead and turn that verse around and say, okay. What had I always desired Amen. has happened to me. Amen. What I always dreamed of has come true. Amen. I have peace. I have quietness. I now have rest from all trouble. Amen. Amen. You know, we can we can speak it as a prophecy. Amen. That's what right. I always desire has have happened. Oh, you desire good. Yes. Amen. What what I always dream, what dreams I have have come true. I have peace, all bills paid. Healing, health, adventure, interest. I have quietness, soundness of soul, mind, reeling of the mind, no guilt. I have rest. Amen. No. Only good comes. What's the opposite of trouble? Only blessings come. Amen. So why don't we write a piece of paper right now and put okay. it on the wall, and that will be our declaration. Okay. I'll go get one. Okay, it's inside of the door uh, over there. Would you go ahead and uh, so, take, take a pause? Yeah. Um, wow, that's, that's a good point. You know, uh, <clears throat> What I always dreamed of has come to pass because Jesus has taken care of it. Right? Amen. Je because Jesus has supplied all that I need to, to live a restful, peaceful, joyful life. Okay, I'm going to give you a piece of paper and I'm going to and I'm going to make one. Okay. And all we're, right. And we're going to declare it. You know, we're going to because we're now we're on this side of the paradise and we're we're speaking to a world, Earth, to give us those things through Jesus. Amen. Hang on. First Corinthians 14, 1 through 7. Uh, by the way, would you go ahead and uh, read to me what you came you, out of Job when we just read ch chapter 3, verse 25 and 26. Your yes. interpretation. And let's paraphrase. Yes. So. That's it. That's 25 yeah, and 26. Right. What does it say? What it did you says, just write? It says, I wrote, it says, what I always hoped for and dreamed of has come to pass because of Jesus' finished work at the cross. He has blessed me exceedingly and abundantly more than I could ask. He supplied all that I need, taking me to a place of rest, joy, love, and peace. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So be it. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right, now.
That is our declaration of independence. Yes, that is that's how we operate our lives. Again, doesn't matter what comes, and tribulations, yeah, doesn't matter. Fears. The Lord is with us. He's for us. Who can be against us? On the finished work of Jesus Christ. Amen. We, that's we have. I am the righteousness of Christ in Christ Jesus. Mm. What I dreamed of. Amen. What I always hoped for and dreamed of. I like the opening to that. All my desires yeah. that come to pass. Hallelujah. First okay. Corinthians 14, 1 through 17. Let love be your highest goal. Let love be your highest goal. But you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God since people won't be able to understand you you will be speaking by the power of the spirit but it will be a mysterious but it will be all mysterious be one who prophesies strengthen others encourage them and comforts them but one who prophesies strengthens others encourages them and comforts them a person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. Amen. I, Paul, wish you could all speak in tongues, but even more, I wish you all could all prophesy. Amen. For prophecy is greater than speaking in tongues, Ooh. unless someone interprets what you are saying so that the whole church will be strengthened. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters, if I should come to you speaking in an unknown language, how would that help you? But if I bring you a revelation of some special knowledge or prophecy or teaching, that will be helpful. Even life, even lifeless instruments like the flute and the harp must play the notes. Clearly or no one will recognize the melody. And if the bugler doesn't sound a clear call, how will the soldiers know they are being called for battle? It is the same for you. If you speak to people in words they don't understand, how will they know what you are saying? You might as well be talking into empty space. There are many different languages in the world, and every language has meaning, but if I don't understand a language, I will be a foreigner to someone who speaks it, and the one who speaks it will be a foreigner to me. And the same is true for you. Since you are so eager to have the special ability Abilities that the Spirit gives, seek that will that will, will strengthen the whole church. Anyone who speaks in tongues should pray also for the ability to interpret what has been said. For if I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying, but I don't understand what I'm saying. Well then, what should I do? I will pray in the Spirit, and I will also pray in words. I understand. <clears throat> I will sing in the Spirit, and I will also sing in words. I understand. For if you praise God only in the Spirit, how can those who don't understand you praise God along with you? How can they join you in giving thanks when you don't understand what you are saying? You will be giving thanks very well, but it won't strengthen the people who hear you. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Well, let's read the, the study. It says, yes. uh, the gift of speaking in tongues has created disorder. 
Mm. Let's jump down. Opinions differ over exactly what Paul meant. Let's jump down. Paul makes several points about speaking in tongues. It is a spiritual gift from God. It is a desirable gift, but not a requirement of faith. It is less important than prophecy. Okay. Uh, it is less important than prophecy, but right here, unless, he says, I, he says unless, uh, unless someone is interpreting what are, what are you saying, okay? Mm-hmm. That's the only time that tongues is more important than prophecy. In the church. Right here. Unless someone is interpreting what you're saying, now right. now right. it's more important than, mm, amen. than prophecy. Okay, so I really believe that they all go; they can't exist without each other. Right. I was listening to I don't know yesterday if it, I something on TV um, that the speaking in tongues. I think Creflo was preaching. It was wonderful what he yeah. said. He said it helps you with the other gifts. So you speak in tongues. Well, did you hear? He says speaking in tongues is telling God that you are consenting, mm. accepting His mercies, His gifts, mm. his, 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 his ongoing direction for your life. Amen. Amen. On a daily basis. Speaking yeah. it. And then, then when you get excited, you get your cup full, Yeah. then you can easily prophesy. Yeah. I don't Definitely. see how they cannot be together. Right. And then when you prophesy, now you're at the gift of interpreting prophecy or tongues it's 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 a prophecy mm. the gift yeah. of interpreting tongues is you're also prophesying to the church yeah because you know um, i noticed like even in the prophetic when you get a prophetic word i noticed the way uh pastor marty speaks in tongues and then the prophetic comes out yeah to the person and it edifies the person amen and it's not all mystery it's just work Work because you really don't feel like you're you're getting anywhere when you're speaking in tongues. <laughs> That's why I like the fact is that we read our proverbs, read our psalms, fill the hopper, read the word of God, and then start speaking, and then prophesy, interpret what you're prophesying uh, for guidance for Amen. them. Amen. Thank you, Amen. Lord. Thank, Thank you, Father, Lord. God. Okay, I'll remember Psalm thirty-seven. Yes. Please. Okay. Psalm 37, verse 12 to Share 29. with God the details of your life. Excuse me. Thank Him for His faithfulness, faithfulness to you. you. Okay, we've done that earlier. We shared okay. with God the details of our life. We talked about the peace, the bills being paid for, yeah. the time we have, our health, a good night's rest. We're enjoying all His... We have, what, yeah. four or yeah. five coffee pots? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we do. Um, okay, the wicked... I like the... I was I read most of this, but it says the wicked plot against the godly; they snarl them in defiance. But the Lord just laughs. Now that ought to give us great pleasure. The <laughs> Lord just laughs, for He sees their uh, day of judgment coming. The wicked draw their swords and strings their bows to kill the poor and the oppressed, to slaughter those who do right. But their swords will stab their own hearts. And their bows will be broken. Thank you, Lord. That's great. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. For it your... is better to be godly and have little than to be evil and rich. Amen. Okay. For the strength of the wicked will be shattered, but the Lord takes care of the godly. Amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> day by day, the Lord takes care of the innocent, and they will receive an inheritance that lasts forever. Amen. They will not be disgraced in hard times. This is mm. very important as we see the world going into 
different directions. Um, even in famine, they will have more than enough. Amen. But the wicked will die. The Lord's enemies are like flowers in a field. They will disappear like smoke. <laughs> the wicked borrow and never repay, but the godly are generous givers. Amen. Those the Lord blesses will possess the land. Amen. But those he curses will die. Amen. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. Just a cough. He delights in every detail of their lives. Amen. He directs the steps of the godly and he delights in our every details. Every detail. Feels. He delights. That ought to get you excited. Amen. Though they, though they stumble, they will never fall. Hallelujah to that, brother. For the Lord holds them by the hand. Amen. Isn't that awesome? He holds us by the hand. Once I was young and now I'm old, yet I've never seen the godly abandoned or their children begging for bread. The godly always gives generous loans to others. Amen. And their children are a blessing. Amen. Fernando's a blessing. Anthony's a blessing. Amen. Amen. Hadassah's a blessing. Faith is a blessing. Caleb's a blessing. Ezra's a blessing. Nicole's a blessing. David is a blessing. Amen. Devin is a Amen. blessing. Amen. Andrea is a blessing. Jessica's a blessing. Amen. Natalie's a triple blessing. Okay. Turn from evil and do good, and you will live in the land forever. For the Lord loves justice, and he will never abandon the godly. He will keep them safe forever. But the children of the wicked will die. The godly will possess the land and will live there forever. Amen. Okay. Um, Proverbs 21, 25 to 26 says, Despite their desires, the lazy will come to ruin. For their hands refuse to work. Some people are always greedy, far more. But the godly, they love to give. Hallelujah. <laughs> Mr. Can't keep it in the pocket of it. Father in heaven, we thank you so much, Lord God, for August 22, 22nd. We thank you, Lord God, for giving us godly skill, giving us wisdom beyond our age. Lord, giving us your word, giving us your word, Lord, which is your promise, Lord. We rejoice in your promise. We rejoice in your word. We're thankful that you promise that you'll always be with us where two are gathered together. There's two of us here, Lord. We're gathered together under your blood. Amen. Claiming the power of your blood that cleanses us, fixes up, makes us ready for ministry, Lord. Lord, we thank you for blessing us indeed through Jesus Christ, Lord. Thank you for all the benefits. Thank you, Lord, that you have enlarged our opportunity. You have enlarged our income. You have enlarged, Lord God, our inheritance, Lord. And we take, Lord... From the sinners, Lord, the resources, Lord, we take it, Lord, we say, we're not ashamed, Lord, we take all the benefits Jesus has provided for us, Lord. We declare that the the wages of the sinner is laid up for the just, amen. and we just say yes and amen, we are the just, amen. and Lord, we receive those wages, we take them, Lord. We receive those wages. Hallelujah. We say yes and amen, Lord. Thank you, Father God, that your hand is upon us, Lord. You keep us from evil, that we may not harm others, they may not harm us. 
And thank you that the Lord has granted us, has performed this. Amen. What God has performed what we prayed for, and we thank you for this thing in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. So yes, be yes. it. Okay, today's reading. Anna, would you please take it away? August 22nd. August 22nd, Job chapter 4, verse 1 to 7. Or 4 1 to 7 21. Then Eliphaz the Temanite replied to Job, Will you be patient and let me say a word? For who could keep on speaking out? In the past you have encouraged many people. You have strengthened those who are who are weak. Your words have supported those who are falling. You encourage those with shaky knees. But now, when trouble strikes, you lose heart. You are terrified when it touches you. <clears throat> Doesn't your reverence for God give you confidence? <clears throat> Doesn't your life of integrity give you hope? Stop and think, do the innocent die? When, the, when have the upright been destroyed? My experience shows that those who plant trouble and cultivate evil will harvest the same. A breath from God destroys them. They vanish in a blast of his anger. The lion roars and the, and the wild cat snarls, but the teeth of the strong lions will be broken. The fierce lion will starve for lack of prey, and the cubs of the lioness will be scattered. This truth was given to me in secret, as though whispered in my ear, it came to me in a disturbing vision at night. When people are in a deep sleep, <clears throat> fear gripped me, and my bones trembled. A spirit swept past my face, and my hair stood on end. The spirit stopped, but I couldn't see its shape. There was a form before my eyes. In the silence, I heard a voice say, Can a mortal be innocent before God? Can anyone be pure before the Creator? If God does not trust his own angels and has charged his messengers with foolishness, how much less will he trust people made of clay? They are made of dust, crushed as easily as a moth. They are alive in the morning, but dead by evening, gone forever without a trace. Their tent cords are pulled, and the tent collapses. And they die in ignorance. Cry for help, but will anyone answer you? Which of the angels will help you? Surely resentment destroys the fool, and jealousy kills the simple. Wow. Proverbs. I have seen the, that fools may be successful for the moment, but then comes sudden disaster. Their children are abandoned far from help. They are crushed in court with no one to defend them. The hungry devour their harvest, even when it's guarded by brambles. The thirsty paint or pant after their wealth, but evil does not spring from the soil, and trouble does not sprout from the earth. People are born for trouble, 
as readily as sparks fly from a fire. If I were you, I would go to God and present my case to Him. He does great things too marvelous to understand. He performs countless miracles. He gives rain for the earth and waters the fields. He gives prosperity to the poor Amen. and protects those who suffer. He frustrates the plans of the schemers so the work of their hands will not, will not succeed. He traps the wise in their own cleverness so their cunning schemes are thwarted. They find it is dark in the daytime. And they grope at noon as if it were night. He rescues the poor from the cutting words of the strong and rescues them from the clutches of the powerful. And so at last the poor have hope and the snapping jaws of the wicked are shut. But consider the joy of those corrected by God. Do not despise the discipline of the Almighty when you sin. For though he wounds, he also bandages. He strikes, but his hands also heal. From six disasters he will rescue you. Even in the seventh he will keep you from evil. He will save you from the death in time of famine, from the power of the sword in time of war. You will be safe from slander and have no fear when destruction comes. You will laugh at destruction and famine, and wild animals will not terrify you. You will be at peace with the stones of the field, and its wild animals will be at peace with you. You will know that your home is safe when you survey your possessions. Nothing will be missing. You will have many children. Your descendants will be as plentiful as grass. You will go to the grave at a ripe old age. Like a chief of grain harvested at the proper time. We have studied life and found all this to be true. Listen to my counsel and apply it to yourself. Then Job, then Job spoke again. If my misery could be weighed and my troubles be put on the scales, they would outweigh all the sands of the sea. That is why I spoke impulsively, for the Almighty has struck me down with his arrows. Their poison infects my spirit. <clears throat> God's terrors are lined up with, against me. Don't I have a right to complain? Don't wild donkeys bray when they find no grass? And oxen bellow when they have no food? Don't people complain about unsalted food? Does anyone want the tasteless white of an egg? My appetite disappears when I look at it. I gag at the thought of eating it. Oh, that I might have my request that God would grant my desire. I wish he would crush me. I wish he would teach, reach out of his hand and kill me. At least I can comfort in this comfort in this despite the pain. I have not denied the words of the Holy One, but I don't have the strength to endure. I have nothing to live for. Do I have the strength of a stone? Is my body made of bronze? No. I'm utterly helpless. Without any chance of success. 
One should be kind to a fainting friend, but you accuse me without any fear of the Almighty. My brothers, you have proved as unreliable as a seasonal brook that overflows its banks in the spring when it's swollen with ice melting snow. But when the hot weather arrives, the water disappears, the brook, the brook vanishes in the heat, the caravans turn aside to be refreshed. But there's nothing to drink, so they die. The caravans from Tema search for this water. The travelers from Shiva hope to find it. They count on it, but are disappointed. When they arrive, their hopes are dashed. You too have given no help. You have seen my calamity and you're afraid. But why have I ever asked you for a gift? Have I begged for anything of yours for myself? Have I asked you to rescue me from my enemies or to save me from ruthless people? Teach me and I will keep quiet. Show me what I have done wrong. Honest words can be painful. But what do your criticisms amount to? Your criticisms amount to. Do you think your words are convincing when you disregard my cry for desperation? You would even send an orphan into slavery or sell a friend. Look at me. Would I lie to your face? Stop assuming my guilt. For I've done no wrong. Do you think I'm lying? Don't I know the difference between right and wrong? Is not all human life a struggle? Our lives are like that of a hired hand. <clears throat> like a worker who longs for the shade, like a servant waiting to be paid, I too have been assigned months of futility, long and weary nights of misery. Lying in bed, I think, when will it be morning? But the night drags on, and I toss till dawn. My body is covered with maggots and scabs. My skin breaks open, oozing with pus. My days fly faster than a weaver's shuttle. They end without hope. Oh God, remember that my life is but a breath. And I will never again feel happiness. You see me now, but not for long. You will look for me, but I will be gone. Just as a cloud dissipates and vanishes, those who die will not come back. They're gone forever from their home, never to be seen again. I cannot keep from speaking. I must express my anguish. My bitter soul must complain. As a, Am I a sea monster or a dragon that you must place me under guard? I think my bed will comfort me and sleep will ease my misery. But then you shatter me with dreams and terrify me with visions. I would rather be strangled, rather die than suffer like this. I hate my life and don't want to go on living. Oh, leave me alone for my, new, my few remaining days. <clears throat> what are people that you should make so much of us? That you should think of us so often? Or you examine us every morning and test us every moment? Why won't you leave me alone, at least long enough for me to swallow? If I have sinned, what have I done to you, O oh, watcher of all humanity? Why make me your target? Am I a burden to you? Why not just forgive my sin and take away my guilt? For soon I will lie down in the dust and die. When you look for me, I will be gone.
Job 4, 7, and 8 says, Although God later rebuke Eliphaz for being wrong uh-huh. in his advice to Job, yeah. Job 42, not Eliphaz said was an error. It is true that those who promote sin and trouble will eventually be punished. It is false that anyone who is good and innocent will never suffer. Mm-hmm. Although Eliphaz had many good and true comments he made three wrong assumptions a good and innocent person never suffers those who suffer are being punished for their past sins and job because he was suffering had done something wrong in god's eyes what about you do you assume that everyone gets what they deserve do you see other people suffering and wonder what they did to deserve it Do you experience your own suffering and wonder what God is punishing you for? Be careful in assigning blame when you see someone suffering or when you experience it in in your own life. We can come up with explanations of Ephas did, but maybe God has something he wants to do in us or through us. You know, it's really interesting that it says right here that God is so wonderful. He does great things, too marvelous to understand. He performs countless miracles. And one of the miracles right here is in the next verse. He says, He gives rain for the earth and water for the fields. Now that it is a miracle. Yes. If you can understand how heavy water is and how water is lifted up to the sky, purify, and how the sea and the sand and the and the and the salt in the sand in the sea purifies impurities and how the atmosphere condenses and lifts it up. That is a miracle. Mm-hmm. And, and brings that, it and rains on the hills where yeah. the goats... And all over the continents get rain. So it's like, that's a, one of the biggest miracles of God. That he created. Another miracle is that he gives prosperity mm-hmm. to the poor. poor. Mm-hmm. He protects mm-hmm. those who suffer. And the Bible says that he has given to the poor faith and hope. When you talk to the poor, they have a substance of faith and hope that, that is so evident, you know, that they're so grateful and thankful for every little thing, you know. Yeah, like I was, I was, talking, that's a I was talking to Christine. Wait, I'm speaking. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, you'll, you'll get your barrier okay, in. Okay, okay. Your... <clears throat> okay, here's another point. <laughs> you'll get your turn, honey. Yeah, yeah. That's when we're talking to AA. We have to, if God does not trust his own angels, this is a remarkable statement. And has charged his messengers with foolishness. With foolishness? That sounds... He much less will he trust people made of clay. How much less will he trust us made of clay? They are made of dust and crushed easily as a moth. They are alive in the morning but dead by evening. Gone forever without a trace. Cry for help, but will anyone answer you? Which of the angels will help you? Surely resentment... Okay, I love this. Resentment destroys the fool... And jealousy kills the simple. A simple person. Yeah. You wonder. You wonder why they put. Well, look at here. A, 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 a simple person is going to work, has a wife and everything, but he gets jealous, and then you wonder. Well, right there. It's not that he sinned. Is that he used uh, it was the resentment and jealousy mm-hmm. as trying to be successful. 
I have seen that fools may be successful for the moment, but then they come to sudden disaster. So, my my question to you, Anna, is how to become unfoolished. Is there such a word, unfoolished? I guess um, if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you, you, you have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. Your spirit has changed. Cause very good. How, how very do I good. get the mind of Christ? I have to go know who He is. I have to go and seek Him and knock on the door. How do we know that our foolishness has left us? You'll have peace. Okay. Yeah. Because before, all those inner resentments are bogging you down in your mind, in your heart. You don't have any peace. There is no peace in that. So we know that, that God has done the miracle. Because mm -hmm. Proverbs says, even if you, if you hit a fool a thousand times on his back, mm -hmm. his foolishness will not leave him. Now that's a person without Christ. Only God has done the miracle again. If you get born again, your foolishness is arrested. And, and then you notice you get you feel you feel bad when you when you do foolish things when you're yeah. jealous or you lash out in yeah. resentment or something. You know, it doesn't, it's not, you're not meant to be that way. So thank God that we're not what we used to be Amen. and we're becoming what He wants yeah, us to be. I, I remember being uh, jealous in my early years. You know, having a jealous spirit or a jealous, or even in the family, like my sister, or, you know, sister against sister, whatever. I I had that much more you know they can be used good for a purpose if you keep if you contain it with I'm gonna be better but that's a good example I'm gonna be to I'm gonna I'm gonna get a college degree and I'm gonna be successful mm -hmm. you know then you use it rightly uh, and you yeah. you can use it rightly you can it can use it to to bring a point out in you or an awareness right but then you judge it and you yeah. say like resentment yeah I don't think like like with my sister, I don't think like Gloria, like I have a, a jealousy about how she looks, you know, um, but maybe with Isabel on mine. Well, you, you know, the, you may have the same thing that I have a resentment against myself that I could have been better in life. I could have done more. I could have took care of, even as you were reading, I'm thinking how I could have took care of my mother and sisters. You know, I could have, I could have been the man of the house and paid the resources you know even as a young kid if that would have been my what a what a what a charm what a, and I'm resentful yeah. so I need to forgive myself right. and let it go right the little that I did my mama was grateful Amen. you did a lot in the end babe. You, know? you redeemed a lot of the time with your mom the important time of the season she needed you there you were there when I was five years old my grandma instituted uh, the idea yeah. of bringing income into the house but then I, I I, I was the prodigal son. I took it out. Anyway, I'm back. Would you like to read uh, the uh, most asked questions? What shall we do when we want to complain to God? Or uh, after you, after yeah, you talk. Well, there's a lot here. I mean, it's like you know, it's 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 what we see in the human the human factor today. Is is when you get a problem, what do people do? We tend to complain about the situation to our friends, to our family, you know, he, this, Elihah said, if I were you, I would go to God and present my case to him. It says he does great things too marvelous to understand. So, you know, that's just like, it just seems like Job, yeah, yeah, he has a right to be complaining, but he just, um, 
know, he doesn't want to live. He's just, but you know, his friend brings it to his attention. Wait, you've encouraged people, you strengthen people. Now, if this something happens to you, you're not, you're not, you lose heart. You know. So we think that, um, you know, we take our, we go to God and we give God what the problem is or the issue is, and we contend with God because it says in the scripture, Isaiah, it says that that He's our contender. You know, he saves our children. He will contend for us against the evil one. So uh, that was that's a real a good counsel that he's saying. I would go to God. I really like that. But I like also how it says that uh, we gotta, you know, when God corrects us, consider it joy, um, because He heals, He wounds, He also He. For it says, for though He wounds, He also bandages. But I don't. In the New Testament, I don't think God is a God of... You have to remember what we're looking at when we read this versus what we're entitled to as inheritance of Christ. You know, our God is not a punishing God. And that is... You know, people take this book and they start taking it. Well, this happened to Job. Yeah, that's nice, but look what Jesus did on the cross. You know, um, so... I like what it says. He said, He will save you from death in time of a famine. From the power of the sword in time of war. It's a protection that we're getting here. And uh, you will laugh at destruction and famine. Wild animals will not terrify you. And you will be at peace with the stones of the field. And the wild animals will be at peace with you. And it goes on to say, you know, your home will be safe. You know, your possessions won't be missing. And you're going to go to the grave at a ripe old age. That is awesome. Yeah, that's like... Those are the things we need to glean from this this chapter. You know, who God is. Um, amen, amen. It says right here, uh, But consider the joys of those corrected by God. Do not despise the discipline of the Almighty when you sin. There, there are consequences of your jealousy sin. For though He wounds, because He loves us as a Father, he also bandages like a father. He strikes, but his hands also heal. From six disasters he will rescue you. Even the seventh he will keep you from evil. He will save you from death in time of famine, from the power of the sword in time of war. You will be saved from slander. Okay? Saved from people speaking bad yeah, against us. Uh -huh. You have no fear when destruction comes. You will laugh at destruction and famine. Amen. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Wild animals will not terrify you. Ha. You will be at peace with the stones of the field. It's interesting. Peace with the stones. It's, and its wild animals will be at peace with you. You will not know. You will know that your home is safe. Hallelujah. Amen. You will know. When you survey your possessions, nothing will be missing. Amen. You will have many children. Your descendants will be plentiful as the grass. You will go to the grave a ripe old age, like a sheaf of grain harvested in the proper time. We have studied life and found all this to be true. Listen to my counsel and apply it to yourself. Amen. Amen. You know, one, one of the things I was seeing as it was, you know, as the friend was saying, well, you must be guilty of something, you know. Um must have done something wrong it's like when people hurt you know, you know because Jesus is our grace 
and, and where sin abounds, grace super abounds. We have to remember not to, what's the word for it? You know, not to, I don't say make fun of them, but to assume that they're, they got all this sin going on and that's why that's causing the problem. You know, it's, it's like he, you said earlier, it's like we go through these trials, but and we're not exempt from trials down here on this earth because Jesus said in this world you have trials and tri- tribulations. So we have to, we have to show love and not judgment. You know, when you, you, you were talking, you reminded me that uh, the good news of the old is that Jesus has taken care of all of these situations for us. Foolishness, resentment, envy, Amen. jealousy. You know, that we can, uh, all these destructive things that without Jesus, uh, the, the Gentiles suffer with. They suffer with guilt. You know, and, and uh, I like this verse right here that says, uh, Teach me and I will be quiet. Where is that? Job, what, uh, 7? No, 6, 24. Teach me and I will keep quiet. Show me what I have done wrong. Honest words can be painful. Uh-huh. But what do your criticism amount to? Do you think the yeah. word... Honest words. Yeah. He, teach me and I will be quiet. Show me what I have done wrong. Honest words can be painful. But what do your criticism amount to? Yeah. It's like... So, and it says, do you think your words are convincing when you disregard my cry of desperation? Mm-hmm. So, here's his friend in desperation, and his friend is like, and how would you like to have a friend like that? No. Doesn't support you. Amen. Right here it says, Scripture encourages us to rejoice, to give thanks in all situations. Ephesians 5.20, Philippians 4.4, 4, 1 Thessalonians 5.16 5, and 18. If we want to complain in prayer, we should follow the pattern of the Psalms, which leads us past ourselves and back to God. Isn't that beautiful? Past ourselves and back to God. Scripture calls us to endure through suffering and to persist in prayer. James 5.10. Job's positive example is not so much in how he responded to his troubles or to his comforters, but in how he responded to God. Amen. I remember that I'd gotten on my knees one time and I had a situation, you know, with a relationship in my that that wasn't of God. Uh-huh. And I prayed that God will put me in the right situation. And I remember my spirit. It kind of was a complaint, but then again, it was a surrender to God. I don't know what to do to this. Yeah. So that's proper complaining, if right. you will. I don't know. I- Surrendering. And I, I, with all my heart, and he answered me, and I was on my knees. I remember I was in Almani in some church or something, you know, and I was just seeking God in any church I could find, you know. I didn't want to go the wrong direction. I didn't want to be hooked by the enemy. And sure enough, God delivered me again, you know. So all of us, we need to know God with a problem. You got to have something that vexes your spirit, and you got to, you got to, you got to give it to Him. And then thank him and generate, you know, confidence that he's there and he listens to our prayers. And we would have never known that if we go happily, as, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I would have never, I won't be, wouldn't be sitting here had I not got through my trials. And to be able to put myself in God's 
for, you know, in his dependency on him for the next steps in my life. And that's, that's a learning thing that we all have to go through. You know, God will draw us closer in the trial. And he's with us and he's not going to leave us nor forsake us. And we're never alone. Amen. The good news is Jesus is Lord. Lord of everything. First Corinthians 14, 18 to 40. I, Paul, thank God that I speak in tongues more than any of you. But in a church meeting, I would rather speak five understandable words to help others than 10,000 words in an unknown language. Dear brothers and sisters, don't be childish in your understanding of all these things. Be innocent as babies when it comes to evil, but be mature in understanding matters of this kind. As it is written in the scriptures, I will speak to my own people through strange languages and through the lips of foreigners, but even then they will not listen to me, says the Lord. So you see that speaking in tongues is a sign not for believers, but for unbelievers. Prophecy, however, is for the benefit of believers, not unbelievers. Even so, if unbelievers or people who don't understand these things come into your church meeting and hear everyone speaking in an unknown language, they will think you're crazy. But it, if all of you are prophesying and unbelievers or people who don't understand these things come into your meeting, they will be convinced of sin and judged by what you say. Convicted of sin. Convicted of sin and judged by what you say. As they listen, their secret thoughts will be exposed and they will fall to their knees and worship God, declaring, God is truly here among you. Well, my brothers and sisters, let's summarize. When you meet together, one will sing, another will teach, another will tell some special revelation God has given, and one will speak in tongues, and another will interpret what is said. But everything that is done must strengthen all of you. No more than two or three should speak in tongues. They must speak one at a time, and someone must interpret what they say. But if no one is present who can interpret, they must be silent in your church meeting and speak in tongues to God privately. Let two or three people prophesy and let the others evaluate what is said. But if someone is prophesying and another person receives a revelation from the Lord, the one who is speaking must stop. In this way, all who prophesy will have to a turn to speak one after the other so that everyone will learn and be encouraged. Remember that people who prophesy are in control of their spirit and can take turns. For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace, as in all the meetings of God's holy people. Women should be silent during the church meeting. It is not proper for them to speak. They should be submissive, just as the law says. If they have any questions, they should ask their husbands at home. For it is improper for women to speak in church meetings. Or do you think God's word originated with you, Corinthians? Are you the only ones to whom it was given? If you claim to be a prophet or think you are spiritual, you should recognize that I am saying, what I'm saying is a command from the Lord himself. But you, if I do not recognize this, you yourself will not be recognized. So my dear brothers and sisters, be eager to prophesy and don't forbid speaking in tongues. To be... But be sure that everything is done properly and in order. Okay, praying the song. Well, well I like the 
Well, we only got five minutes for... No, but for that's a very important point here. I know, babe. Okay, go ahead, babe. No, don't let it go. Well, it's about the women. It says women... People take this, this particular scripture and say women shouldn't be speaking in churches. Well, we know the yeah. outcome. Uh, they do a wonderful job, and they can yeah. prophesy but, and all that stuff. Right, but that's not my question. My question is, is why do people take that scripture and act like women aren't leaders in the church? Okay, give me a person who does that. There's a lot of people. Who? There's a lot of people out there not allowing women in the church. Ooh. The Catholic Church is one of them. Okay. I'm sure there's other other denominations, but... And how long has it been going on? Oh, years. What, hundreds and hundreds and yeah. hundreds? And you're going to fix it, honey? No, I'm not going to... I'm kidding. You're Terry. missing... I want to be able to say, like, like when Anthony... Came, this is a good point because when Anthony needed to be baptized, he went to his dad's brother's church. When he really respects Pastor Marty a lot, he said, "Well, you know, like Pastor Marty's a woman, he can't be baptized by a woman." And I said, "No, that's not true. Pastor Marty's not going to do something that's against the word, you know." So I'm just wondering why people in their mindsets have, you know, what? How do you? Say no, that's not correct in the word. Uh huh. I'm, I'm still. I'm sure if I ask Edna, Edna will help me. <laughs> Amen. But it says here, it's clear from First Corinthians eleven five in the study that women prayed and prophesied in public worship. Okay, so they did. They were doing that in public. Um, but I'm wondering why they're—it's kind of like, I don't know. anyway. It says women aren't aren't the only ones Paul instructs to be silent right. in the church meeting. Mm-hmm. He also says this to those speaking in tongues without an interpreter, and to those prophesying with another receives a revelation from God. Paul gives these instructions to be sure that everything is done properly and in order. Paul's main focus is not women roles in church. Mm-hmm. Rather, he wants to make sure that everything that is done must be, Orderly. thus must strengthen all of you that is done. Paul is focused on an orderly worship that brings unity. And I'm sure a lot of women prophesied and spoke, you know, mm-hmm. which was, uh, you know, I, I have received a lot of instruction from a lot of women who mm-hmm. prophesied right over you because they're more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. They're sick sense. Everybody yeah. knows that. And we remember Deborah, she was a prophet, and she led the... Uh, I don't know where testimony. Paul says that in the scripture, it says, uh, you know, and it could be another of the things that Paul says, this is not the Lord speaking, but it's I speaking. You okay, know, so a lot of people, He doesn't say it right now, he says it comes from scripture, from back there. But other places, he'll say, a couple of places, this is my opinion. Yeah, it's not the right. Lord speaking, it's my opinion. Right. Amen. Okay, uh, pray in the song. Pray today for justice in the lives of the godly. Commit them to the Lord's care. Pray for justice against the wicked who prey on others. Commit them to the Lord's scrutiny. Amen. I like that. Psalms 30. See, there's an opinion there up there. Psalms 37, 30 to 40 says, The godly offer good counsel. They teach right from wrong. They have made God's laws their own, so they will never slip from their path. Beautiful. The wicked wait in ambush for the godly looking for an excuse to kill them. There's the Lord Jesus. But the Lord will not be let the wicked succeed or let the godly be condemned when they are put on trial. 
Amen. Put your hope in the Lord. Travel steadily against his, along his path. Not against. He will honor you by giving you the land. You will see you will see the wicked destroyed. Amen. We'll take the land. I have seen wicked and rootless people flourish like a tree in his native soil. But when I look again, they were gone. Though I searched for them, I could not find them. Look at those who are honest and good, for a wonderful future awaits those who love peace. But the rebellious will be destroyed. They have no future. The Lord rescues the godly. He is their fortress in times of trouble. The Lord helps them, rescue them from the wicked. He saves them and finds shelter in him. Proverbs 21:27. The sacrifice of an evil person is detestable especially when it is offered with wrong motives. Amen. Amen. Okay. I'm to do this in the morning.